When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C O R R Y. J-O-E-L, and also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Taking NFL Salary Captain Contract Matters. Um, this time we're going to take a look at the Christian McCaffrey trade. Panthers traded running back Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night, and it uh, overshadowed the tail end of the uh, Thursday night game between the uh, Arizona Cardinals and the New Orleans Saints that the Cardinals won 42-34. McCaffrey goes to the uh, 49ers for a for 2023 second round picks, third round, fourth round picks, and a 2022 fifth round pick. So he went for four picks. Um, McCaffrey is returning to his old stomping grounds because he played um, his collegiately at Stanford. Um, and finished second the Heisman his junior year. The 49ers had to uh, beat the Rams out in what we'll call uh, an F-them-picks move, which is what the Rams have been doing um, for the past couple of years in terms of their approach to the draft. Um, the Rams just didn't have the same type of uh, draft capital available as the 49ers. Uh, neither team had a first-round pick, which is what Carolina wanted for McCaffrey. Rams had 22 second and third round picks, but no fourth round pick. That was uh, lost. The fourth round pick was lost in the pre-2021 preseason trade for Sonny Michelle. And we're willing to throw in disgruntled running back uh, Cam Akers. And this really did seem like it would be a uh, Rams move, but 49ers are clearly um, all in. Um, to try to win a Super Bowl. This is a team which has been knocking on the door in recent years. Um, that They lost in the NFC Championship last year to the Rams. And 2000, they lost in Super Bowl 54 uh, to Kansas City during the 2019 season. They're currently 3-3. Three and three, um, Surprisingly tied for first with the uh, Seahawks and Rams in the um, AFC, uh, NFC West. But it's a team which has been decimated by injuries defensively, uh, which has been part of the problem. They've got one of the strong. They got basically the strongest defense uh, in the league when healthy. But Nick Bosa is going to be coming back from a groin injury. Cornerback uh, Emmanuel Mosley's out for the year. Defensive lineman um, Eric Armstead he's still out. Javon Kinlaw's on IR for knee injury. Jimmy Ward's coming back from a broken left hand. They're getting both their tackles, left their uh, tackles back, Mike McGlinchey and um, Trent Williams this week. So 
Niners are getting healthy at the right time. Now, what this did for their uh, Super Bowl odds, they've gone from 18 to 1 to 14 to 1, but still, uh, to me, team to beat until proven otherwise right now in the NFC's Philadelphia Eagles, the, the league's only undefeated team at 6 and 0, but it's going to be hard to uh, match up from a skill position standpoint um, with the new-look San Francisco 49ers. This week they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, McCaffrey is probably going to play um, play a limited role, and then you'll see him ramp up next week. But from a skill position standpoint, it's, it's hard to match up with uh, McCaffrey at running back, who is the best running back out of the backfield in terms of a receiver. You got Debo Samuel, who is the best ball-carrying wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. You got an offensive guru like uh, Kyle Shanahan, and you've got a new weapon in McCaffrey that no longer has to be the focal point of an offense in Carolina this year. He was responsible for about 40% of the yards. The, this is going to give um, defenses uh, nightmares. Now, there's a little interesting connection with this trade. That McCaffrey's dad, Ed, was a wide receiver, played in the NFL for 13 years. And he played for Kyle Shanahan's dad, uh, Mike Shanahan. Um, in Denver, won two Super Bowls um, under Mike Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was a ball boy uh, back then. Kyle Shanahan uh, played wide receiver in college, first at Duke, then at Texas. Ed McCaffrey was his favorite player. Uh, War number 87 because of McCaffrey. Uh, was an occasional babysitter for the McCaffrey boys <laughs> when um Ed played for Denver, uh, along with his sister, did more of the babysitting. So this is a weird dynamic or connection that you really don't see that you got uh, the older Shanahan, the elder Shanahan, coached the dad, and now we got younger Shanahan coaching the son who knew him when he was a toddler. So that's a, a interesting dynamic that you uh, don't see every day in terms of a, a trade. Now, what you're getting McCaffrey when he's healthy, and that's been the issue with him the past couple of years, you've got the best dual threat running back in the NFL. 2020 and 2021, McCaffrey missed 23 of 33 games. Um, but prior to that, he was an Iron Man. Um, 2018 and 19. McCaffrey was on the field for 92.4% of Carolina's offensive snaps. His playtime was easily uh, the most for an NFL running back uh, during that span. And his production was off the charts during that time. In 2019, he set a, a record broke his own record for reception, single-season record for receptions by a running back of 116. In 2018, he'd set it with 107. Uh, but he joined Roger Craig and Marshall Falk as the only two players in NFL history to have a season with at least 1,000 receiving yards and 1,000 rushing yards. He's the only one to do it 
with also 100 catches in a year. McCaffrey was led the NFL with 2,392 yards from scrimmage, which uh, third highest total single season total in NFL history. Second, uh, third in rushing with 1,387 rushing yards, had 1,005 receiving yards. Led the NFL with 19 total touchdowns and 997 yards after catch. Back then, um, people were comparing him very favorably to uh, Marshall Falk, the first ballot Hall of Famer. And even Kyle Shanahan said something about that when he was uh, playing, before he played the Carolina Panthers in 2019. He said, he reminds me of Marshall Falk. He can beat you in the pass game. He can beat you in the run game. So, now, he's got that guy. And Falk, uh, after the season, said that McCaffrey was a better version of himself. (laughs) And said that... uh, Christian's thousand thousand season was harder achieved than his. Falk acknowledged he was a part of one of the most um, prolific offenses in middle history, the greatest show on turf in 1999, which had Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, who was league MVP, Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and Torrey Holder, wide receiver. Um, he said he had to do more with less help, had a lot of help. And how many quarterbacks did McCaffrey have? You're not going to need that version of Christian McCaffrey. But if you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey, then this is a dimension for Kyle Shanahan. He hasn't had since he's been an offensive coordinator or head coach. He's never had a back with this type of skill set. When he was the uh, offensive coordinator for the uh, commanders, uh, he did get a 1,600-yard season out of uh, six-round pick Alfred Morris. Um, but you give him this type of guy, <laughs> uh, I think that's what's going to strike fear into um, the hearts of a lot of NFL teams, particularly as that defense gets healthy. Then um, we'll see. Uh, the Niners should, you would think, win the NFC West. The Rams are in disarray. They've got a lot of holes to fill. Um, haven't made up for the loss of Von Miller from a pass rushing standpoint. Allen Robinson still hasn't found a way to be an integral part of the offense, although uh, against Carolina at his best game of the year, five catches for 63 yards. Uh, the running game is stagnant, and the offensive line um, has a lot of injuries. So this should be the... Niners division to lose and basically now if another weapon that's less Jimmy Garoppolo has to do um, at quarterback now another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to do's Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How this all came about to begin with was the um, Carolina Panthers got off to a 1-4 start and that lost um, head coach Matt Rule his job. He was fired there and then 
that got the ball rolling and people thinking, yeah, maybe they're going to go into fire sale mode, the um, Panthers. And they claimed that wasn't the case. They did make one fire sale mode move after they lost to drop to one and five in trading wide receiver uh, Robbie Anderson to the um, Arizona Cardinals, and he got banished to the locker room uh, during the middle of, of the loss to the Rams. Um, he played for Matt Rule in college at Temple. And they got a 2024 sixth-round pick and a 2025 seventh-round pick uh, in return for Robbie Anderson. Uh, McCaffrey was one of the guys that was drawing a lot of interest from other teams. It came out last week that uh, Peter Schrager, NFL media's Peter Schrager, uh, reported during the Fox pregame show. Panthers are looking for multiple first-round picks for uh, McCaffrey. And that just wasn't going to happen. Uh, you weren't going to get multiple first-round picks for a running back. Even is it, even if it is a running back who has the best receiving skills in the NFL, running back and wide receiver trade compensation are like apples and oranges. Now, we saw this year that there were um, – Four veteran wide receiver trades involving first-round picks. The Raiders acquired Devontae Adams, who was designated as a franchise player from the Packers for 2022 first- and second-round picks um, in March, a couple of days after the start of free agency. Uh, the next deal was the Chiefs trading Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins for five picks, uh, 2022 first-, second-, fourth-round picks, and 2023 fourth- and sixth-round picks. Uh, yeah, two trades during the draft. Uh, the Titans uh, surprisingly traded A.J. Brown to Philadelphia, which is part of the reason why they're 6-0, and because Jalen Hurts now has a legitimate number one receiver, and he's taken a huge step forward for 2022 first and third round picks. And the Cardinals uh, acquired Marquise Brown from the Ravens, who had requested a trade for their – they got uh, Brown in a third round pick, 2022 third round pick, for a first round pick. Now – Last time a running back uh, went for a first-round pick in a trade was in 2013. Uh, the Browns dealt uh, Trent Richardson, who was 2012's third overall pick, to the Colts for what turned out to be – it was a first-round pick, but it turned out to be the 26th overall pick in the 2014 draft. And that was early in the 2013 season. Now, in terms of multiple first-round picks – for a running back. It's been a little over 20 years since that happened. Ricky Williams was traded in March 2002 from the Saints to the Dolphins for a 2002 first-round pick. was 25th overall um, and a conditional 2003 third-round pick. Now, that third-round pick did become a first-round pick, the 18th overall pick in 2003. Um, that's because uh, the condition was Williams had to hit 1,500 rushing yards, and he went way over that. And there's also a swap of fourth-round picks um, in return um, in that trade. Now, given all that, the multiple first-round picks for a running back wasn't happening. Now, getting a first-round pick, good luck. You had the two teams most interested, no first-round pick. Panthers got, according to uh, draft valuation charts, the uh, equivalent of a first-round pick. Now, the trade that I thought might be a good barometer um, for a McCaffrey trade was Marshall Falk. 
the guy he's been compared to by his own head coach and the guy who uh, himself, Falk, thinks there's some similarities. McCaffrey's 26 years old. Back in 1999, um, when um, Falk was 26 years old and was about to enter his sixth NFL season, McCaffrey is in year six. Uh, the Rams acquired Falk um, prior to the draft for a second-round pick, which is 36 overall, and a, a fifth-round pick, both 1999 picks. And Falk was coming off a 1998 season in which he led the NFL with 2,227 yards from scrimmage. I thought that might be a good barometer for a trade. So uh, the Panthers come out better than that um, in the trade with their, their haul of uh, – 2003, 2023 second, third, fourth round picks, and a 2024 fifth round pick. That may be due to the fact that you had two teams that were in heavy pursuit of uh, of McCaffrey. Now, getting picks given where the Panthers are is something that was uh, much needed because the Panthers did something last year that kind of compromised their draft position in the future that early in the year they made a couple of trades thinking that they could make a playoff run which never came to fruition Um, they'd already traded away picks for Sam Darnold then they made a trade for um, Stephon Gilmore and they also made a trade for uh, CJ Henderson where they sent um, Dan Arnold it was a swap of third and fifth round picks for 2020 for the 2022 draft but uh, what that did was um, that only left the Panthers in terms of 2023 uh, with 1st, uh, 2nd, 4th, and 5th because they also traded um, the 2023 3rd uh, to New England um, during the 2022 draft to get Matt Corral. Uh, the pick they traded was the 4th round pick, which uh, New England took Bailey Zappi, who uh, looks like he might have a promising future in the NFL. Corral's on injured reserve. Then they also, um, in the preseason, traded a seventh-round pick uh, for next year to acquire uh, LaVista Chenault. So, now, um, who are the Panthers in terms of their picks for 2023? Now, they've got one first, two seconds, because they have San Francisco second. They've now recouped a third, They've got two-fourths because they had their own. Now they have San Francisco's. And they had their own fifth. That's for 2023. 2024, um, they've got a first, second, third, fifth, and sixth. I'm going to say they have a fourth. Baker Mayfield trade is for a conditional um, pick. It's a fifth-round pick, which elevates to fourth round if he plays 70%. Playtime, he's hurt. I have a feeling that they're going to play Sam Darnold because Baker Mayfield's looked terrible this year. So they may get a fourth. Otherwise, they have two fifths. Now, they're one and five. They're good. They should be in a position to address quarterback. It's a strong quarterback draft class. And at one and five, if the season ended today, they'd have number one pick, which would put them in a position for C.J. Stroud. Top three quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. They should be in a position to land 
one of those guys, you would think, because I can't see this team going on a run. Now, the question is, is Carolina still going to be making trades? Now, if you're going to get a supposed franchise quarterback in the draft, maybe you want to keep your core players around unless someone does a Laramie Tunsil thing and gives you an offer you can't refuse for someone. So that probably means DJ Moore, the receiver they just paid um, in the offseason for a three-year extension averaging $20.628 million per year, isn't going anywhere unless you just give them something crazy. Um, edge rusher Brian Burns probably isn't going anywhere. They probably want at least two first-round picks for him. Derek Brown, defensive young defensive tackle, not going anywhere. Probably J.C. Horn, who they drafted in the first round last year. And Jeremy Chen, not going anywhere. The guy probably most likely to move if they're going to trade somebody would be Shaq Thompson. He's the longest-tenured um, Panther left. They converted $10.8 million of salary, of his base salary, into signing bonus in March. So he's got a $1.12 million um, base salary is what he's making. And let's say you traded him um, at the trading deadline. You'd only have to have $622,222 is what you take on. Plus he's got $250,000 in roster bonuses. So you talk per game roster bonuses. So you're talking $872,222. And he'd probably be a day three pick and probably – training towards a later day three pick. Uh, he's, uh, he's got a 2023 contract year for $13.16 million, $12.36 million base, $500,000 in per game roster bonuses, and $300,000 um, workout bonus. So that that's uh, probably the guy most likely to be traded um, if the Panthers are going to trade um, – anybody else because I don't see them going into complete teardown mode, particularly because you're going to be positioned for the franchise quarterback. You want to keep some of those assets, um, your your core young players around in case you hit on a quarterback the way a Joe like Cincinnati did for Joe Burrow or the Chargers have for uh, Justin Herbert. Now, the 49ers, in terms of where they are uh, draft-wise, leaves them with, uh, they have a fifth-round pick, two seventh-round picks, and they should have two compensatory third-round picks. One of those should be the second of the two picks for um, a minority coaching hire uh, loss, meaning uh, Mike McDaniel going to the Dolphins as the head coach, and then the second of three compensatory third-round picks they got for losing Robert Sala and Martin Mayhew. Um, they could also are projected to get compensatory fifth and seventh round picks for um, losses in free agency. So it's not covers not bare pick wise. They just don't have premium picks, so to speak. Uh, Philosophy got the Rams a Super Bowl um, championship. They're the reigning champions. In terms of McCaffrey's contract, um, McCaffrey uh, became the highest paid running back in the NFL. After that 2019 season, in April 2020, he signed a four-year extension um, for a little more than $64 million, averaged $16,015,853 per year. There were $39,162,500 in guarantees, and 
set the standard for running backs with guarantees, fully guaranteed at signing of $30,062,500. Now, um, McCaffrey's contract has been um, restructured uh, a couple of times. Um, so this year, his base salary has dropped all the way down to um, $1.035 million, um, meaning that since he's acquired after week six and there's 12 weeks left in the season, the only thing the 49ers are responsible for this year is $690,000. That's all they needed from a cap, pace, cap space standpoint to absorb um, McCaffrey uh, on their books. And according to FLPA data, the um, 49ers had a little over $5 million of cap space um, before the trade. So that's going to put them right about $4.325 million um, for cap space this year. Now, um, McCaffrey has three years left on his contract after this year uh, for $36.2 million. Um, scheduled to make $12 million um, each in 2023 and 2024. He's got an $11.8 million base salary in each of those years and a $200,000 workout. In 2025, he's making $12.2. Uh, that's a $12 million base salary and $200,000 workout bonus. There's minimal guaranteed money left. The only thing in terms of security one million of his 2023 base salary is guaranteed just for injury. No skill, no cap guarantee, just for injury. So, um, San Francisco's not looking at this as a short-term rental. They're looking at him for the long haul. If you got a running back of his caliber, if he's healthy, that's the big if in this whole equation. Um, for 36.2 million, it's essentially what Nick Chubb signed for last year. Um, in his extension. Chubb signed a three-year extension for $36.6 million. Um, there's no guaranteed money in this deal. Um, unlike Chubb, uh, when you sign an extension, they get $20 million of guarantees. But if McCaffrey is McCaffrey, he's 26, then you got him at a reasonable rate. Now, the Panthers... In hindsight, had they known things were going to go the way they were and you don't have a crystal ball, you don't do the extension. You, they did the extension with two years left. So I wouldn't do that for running back, generally. I'm not big on extending running backs, generally. Um, I'd probably let a running back play out his rookie contract and franchise him, which makes Saquon Barkley an interesting case because great rookie year, Injury plague, subpar years, years two, three, and four, fifth year on the fifth year option, playing great. I'd franchise them, franchise them twice, let them walk out the door. But Carolina did the deal at the earliest possible instance, kind of like Dallas did when Ezekiel Elliott forced their hand um, after three years. And we saw the Rams did a deal with Todd Gurley after three years, and it didn't work out. He went south, and then he got released before he played any of the new years now. With McCaffrey, he's making basically $27.17 million more than if they'd done nothing. And all they got out of him in terms of the New Year's is the six games before they traded him. <laughs> so, didn't work out to be a good deal for Carolina. Then the compound matters, they uh, restructured the thing twice. Um, they restructured it in April. 
2021 they restructured his contract. They converted uh, $7,047,500 in the signing bonus, leaving with a minimum salary of uh, $990 for cap room. And then this year, um, they did another restructure as well. They converted $7.365 million, is $8.4 million base salary, into signing bonus. Now, because you're converting money into signing bonus that's prorated, that impacts you on the cap if something goes wrong and you trade somebody, and that's what's happening with Carolina. Because of the two restructures, um, first only saving $690,000 on the cap this year for uh, not having to pay McCaffrey the rest of the year. Now, that leaves them with, uh, for next year, $18,352,250 of dead money. That's going to be a savings of $1,198,500 over what was supposed to be his 2023 cap number. Because McCaffrey was on the books for $19,950,750 uh, for 2023. Then in 2024 and 2025, his cap number is going to get wiped off the books. So there's no cap charges for McCaffrey after uh, 2023. So you've got the uh, dead money of a little over $18.35 million for next year. And then his $19,950,750 cap hit in 2024 is gone. Then the $15,450,750 cap hit in 2025 is gone as well. Uh, I've seen some people who have said that the total cap hits get transferred over to the Niners. That's not true. Bonus proration, which includes signing bonus and any restructure proration, stays with the signing team. So that's Carolina responsibility. Now, because they've made the Robbie Anderson trade, Carolina now has got a good head start on dead money in 2023. With Anderson, the dead money when they traded him for 2023 is $9,719,168. So between McCaffrey and Anderson, they've got a league leading almost $28.1 million in dead money. Uh, for 2021. Now, Carolina wasn't in great shape cap-wise to begin with before the trades uh, for 2023. Got 40 players under contract. They have the seven most cap commitments. And I'm using NFLPA data for this from their website. Um, I made the manual calculation for the McCaffrey trade uh, that they've got 232541 thousand two dollars in 2023 cap commitments the caps huge growth is probably going to be in 2024 and 2023 i know teams are using anywhere between 222.5 and 230 for projections um we'll say it's 225 they're going to be over when you top 51 players count in the offseason you got your top 51 and you're looking at (laughs) being in the $242 million range of cap commitments um, for the uh, Panthers next year. But they'll have the, they'll have a cost-contained, cheap quarterback. Now, for the Niners, um, in 2023, they've got 34 players under contract right now, including McCaffrey. 
that's 213.76 million dollars of cap commitments when you extrapolate it out for the top 51 that's going to put them in the neighborhood at 230 so they're going to be restructuring contracts they've got some pretty heavy cap hits and one thing they're probably going to have to do with McCaffrey is 12 million dollar cap hit for a running back probably not sustainable he's got three years left I wouldn't be surprised if they reworked the deal more than just a simple restructure. Since this is more than just a one-year rental, he's going to want some security or guarantees. Uh, This is a team that maybe in the restructure they try to get substantial per-game roster bonuses in the deal. Every veteran player on this team, when they sign an extension, has per-game roster bonuses. If I'm San Francisco, I'm like, you want some security? Then we got to take some of your base salary and converted into per-game roster bonuses. I'd want a million um, per-game roster bonuses um, just because of his durability concerns in 20 and 21. So, now we got the odd 17th game. So, I'd want, say, 60000 per game would be $1.02 million in per-game roster bonuses. Where you stay healthy, you get it. If not, we save cash and get some cap relief that way. Now, they're going to do some other things. Um, the Niners. They're going to have to in 2023. Um, they got Trent Williams for cap number 27,359,777. He's under contract through 2026. He's the best left tackle in the game. Um, That's the fourth highest offensive lineman cap number. Um, Eric Armstead has a 14th highest defensive cap number next year at 24.346 million. He's under contract through 2026. 24. They've already restructured him. Well, they've added two voting dummy years, so they can pro. They got the proration already in the books through 2026. Fred Warner, in terms of off-ball linebackers, fifth highest cap number at 18.525 million. He's under contract through 2026. Uh, George Kittle has the biggest cap number for a tight end in 2023. He's under contract through 2025. They got avoiding dummy year for 2026. Um, his cap number is $18,092,575,000. Good thing is, Trey Lance is cheap for a quarterback. Cap number of $9,301,434. So, given everything else going on, you kind of need a cheap quarterback cap number. Uh... The whole Jimmy Garoppolo shoulder injury threw a monkey wrench in everything. They thought they were going to get him off the books in March. Maybe they would have extended Nick Bosa, who also is that's going to be the big thing in the offseason, Nick Bosa. Fifth-year option, uh, um, $17.58 uh, uh, um, for Nick Bosa. Uh, Bosa's going to get an extension. Um, next offseason. They typically don't do extensions after three years for uh, first-round picks. So he didn't get one. Um, I thought he might. Maybe if uh, Garoppolo had been gone, he would have been uh, the next guy besides Debo to get a deal. But fifth-year options, that says $17.859 million. He's going to be, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be right up there among the sack leaders in the NFL. He's going to be a $30 million per year player. 
and I don't know if it's going to be more than Aaron Donald, who right now is highest paid non-quarterback, and I mean a legit $30 million per year. I don't mean the cosmetic $30 million per year, which is really $25 million per year that Tyreek Hill signed. A true 30. Um, Aaron Donald at $31 million, $31.167 million, highest paid non-quarterback. With that big option year salary, you can, depending upon, if you do it early, the cap room can, savings could be put to use better, but you can chop that base salary down pretty low. Could get, depending on how they structure it, I know they've used signing and option bonuses before if they wanted to. They could pick up at least $10 million in cap room if they wanted to do that. I don't know how they're going to structure his extension, but he's going to get an extension. But the Niners, it's a good thing they have all these weapons because if you that's going to help Trey Lance in the future. That He's still going to be someone that's suffering through growing pains because he hasn't played football a lot since high school. Um, hasn't played much in the NFL. Broke his ankle. I think it's the second game this year out for the year. Barely played last year going into year three. Inexperienced quarterback, but with that type of skill position talent and that defense, Niners window of opportunity is going to be more than this year. Should be the next couple of years. McCaffrey's contract runs out through 2025. So uh, that's going to be it for this week. Uh, Probably everything you want to know and more about – the uh, McCaffrey trade. Uh, don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, agents taking NFL salary cap and contract matters. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.